Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. There are five nearly perfect fake IDs to check out and a whole lot of paperwork to sort through. Sonny has 48 hours to find Safar Altahir before he leaves Seattle for good with his new identity. She hires Zoe and Alan, hoping that with their talents combined, they will be able to determine which ID Altahir is using and which are red herrings to throw them off track. Our GM is Max, and he's wondering why the runners don't negotiate with Sonny for more Nuyen. Alan is played by Robin, Zoe is played by Sarah, and Sunny Day is played by Cassie. We hope you enjoy listening. Welcome back, everyone, who has decided to join us here today. Have with me my wonderful wife, Cassandra. Hello. She'll be playing the part of Sunny today. Our good friend, Robin, who will be playing the part of Alan. And we have Sarah, who will be playing the good part of the moneymaker breadwinner for Cat. I only I only work because Cat needs tuna. So, with that, we're going to go ahead and get started with our game session today. It's been a pretty hectic week for Sunny. I'm imagining a lot of stuff has been going on. Yes, phone calls going here and there. Mm-hmm. Things are starting to level out. Yes, uh, you've been talking to people. And at this point in time, you and Terrence both agree that it's, uh, we're, we're to move on to the next part. We need to call in some extra support. Yes. Uh, Angie is incredibly busy at this time and she's got other work to do. So it's time to tap your resources and see if your friends had a chance to heal up okay. as well as other things. It's Friday. It's Friday. Um, it's a short day for you at work. Okay. And you have a long list of stuff. A girl is currently leaving your office. She has recently gone through some serious physiological changes in her life. Mm, okay. It's goblinization was a long time ago and very few people goblinize. But then the Haley's Comet thing really screwed everything up. Yes. And she's one of the late bloomers. Although you wouldn't consider what's happened to her too much of a curse. She does find it very unnerving for the fact that she likes, she used to like wearing pants. Now she can't wear pants. Well, why not? The lower half is not human anymore. Oh. So socially, she feels awkward and she has a lack of confidence in herself. She has lost her job. The corporation did not uh, see that her change was easy, but her, she's found maybe a bit of a singing career. It's not. It's just now starting and she's trying to do something. So this, this woman's leaving your office at this point in time and, uh, heading out into the rainy afternoon of Seattle. Mm-hmm. As the wall slides shut behind her, Nancy's voice rings out across the room and says, are you ready to continue on our scheduled needs or do you need a break? Uh, what else do we have left? Uh, you put on the itinerary that you're going to finish Finding Zifar. Oh. Well, then I guess that's what we're doing. She says, yes, ma'am. How can I help? You need to f- see if uh, Zoe and Alan are going to answer their comms, because most recently they haven't. Maybe you can track them down? The last time I saw Zamora's comm active, it was on the uh, 104 freeway heading out of Seattle area. Oh, okay. So she might be off-grid. Yeah. She's probably on that island. I'm unsure of what island you mean. Yeah, she's probably on Nibe. Oh. Then she is definitely out of 
reach for a grid for me to access her via the matrix. Mm-hmm. Well, can you find the number for the stuffer shack that's there? Uh, I will reference it. Yes, I have the number. Okay, go ahead and call that number. All right. The phone rings for a moment or two, and a burly voice picks up the other line. Hello, Stuffer Shack, 1603. How can I help you? Hi, I'm actually looking for a friend of mine. I think she's on the island. Her name is Zamora. Z- oh, um, yeah, yeah, sure. I can, uh, I can get a message to her. Okay, can you tell her that I need to have her call me back? Sure. As soon this as possible. Number? Yes, please. Uh, does she get a name to go along with this? Sunny. Oh, Sonny. Oh, Sonny! Oh, uh... Yeah, yeah, I will, uh... I'll get this to her as quickly as possible. Thank you very much. Uh, sure, not a problem. Uh, thanks for calling Stuffer Shack. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) hang up. Yeah, so, I get waiting for her to, uh, get back in touch with me. Uh, I will try Alan next, because I've got this whole stack of papers in front of me, Papers associated with IDs, papers associated with travel plans, papers associated with all sorts of stuff that's all mixed together, and I can't make sense of it. I tried, but it's it's not working for me. Okay. So I need somebody who has some good eyes and can actually pay attention to the details and make those kind of connections. So Okay. What phone number and ID association does Sonny have for Alan? She has, uh, Alan. Okay, so you have two comm links, I'm assuming. Yeah. She has both of them. She has both. She has both numbers. And you've told her to contact which one? I think she said Wendell. Okay. Uh, Mm. She said Wendell. Wendell Ponds. I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, people will remember the name. They won't remember the guy attached to the name. Except that he was a stuck-up prude, that's for sure. Anybody named Window is a prude. I forgot, where did Window come from again? My imagination. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I was just wondering if it was like an NPC's phone that you guys picked up and decided not to no, erase. No, she made it up. Ah. Yeah. Or he made it up. Well, she made, she it, made up. it up. Whatever. Te- it's so complicated. <laughs> I'm just a girl playing a dude disguised as another dude. Oh, yeah. Pretend to be a girl. Sometimes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you pick up your phone information, scroll through it. You see Alan's, and before you hit it... Oh, no, no, he uses that other one now. He likes that other one now. So, yeah, I'll uh, look up my my W's and uh, give him a call. I'm pretty sure there's just one W that I know. Yep. So... During this first week, I can let you know that as part of your downtime, you have actually been hired for another detective job by a guy who works in the shadows. You have met him once before, and it was the guy who also helped you square away that first job you had. Do you remember the name Simper Sam? Yes. Yes. So he's hired you for another detective job. So right now, you're currently looking for another missing person at this point. He paid you decently last time. It took a while for the cash to come in, but, you know, it's another job in the downtime, especially to pay the bills. And with my mother's wedding coming up... Yeah, you got to get ready to be able to travel. 
you got to be able to travel, and so you need money. So in the meantime, you've been kind of looking for a missing persons case, and we'll we'll go over those details because it's not important for this game at this time. We'll go over those details later. Yeah. So there you are, um, currently on a stakeout. I love doing this part. I made this chart. I love my chart. The rain chart. The number is six. Three. It's a freaking flood out here. Minus six <laughs> to that, all is actions. That, is that the technical term? Freaking flood? Yeah, it's a... F- no, not freaking flood. It just says flood. Okay. So right now, like, shooting somebody within 15 meters of you is a negative six because the rain is just coming down. It's the kind that when it runs off the overhang and hits the front of your car, you see nothing. But you're not in your car. You're sitting in a bus stop watching across the street at a sushi shop that's all covered in neon lights and whatnot. And uh, you can see the target sitting in there at a little red and white plastic table as he's having a conversation. And you're watching his lips trying to see what he's talking about specifically. So as you're, you're doing stuff, he gets up and he walks back over to the sushi bar to look at some stuff. Your window phone begins going off. I... Don't take my eyes off and go, hello? Wendell? Ah, Sonny, uh, a bit busy right now, and... When are you going to be free? Um, how long have I been on the stakeout? For probably about an hour and a half or so. He's already been here for about a good 20 minutes, and you've made contact, facial contact, with the people he's talking to, so you've got their faces memorized. So you've collected a lot of more links to the missing person situation, so... Um, I say, uh, probably just wrap things up in about 15 minutes. Call you back. Okay. The target moves around for a minute, comes back with another plate, but this time, it's like a little doggy box of, uh, sushi and whatnot. He leans down, talks to a few of the guys that are sitting at the table with him, and makes like a, a more sexual caressing gesture to another guy who then waves goodbye to him as the two of them are, uh, as he begins to leave. He gets out to the street and whips out his, uh, his auto umbrella. So it's like pops up quickly as he heads out into the rain and a taxi cab comes pulling alongside. So maybe he pre-ordered one to show up and, uh, he pops into his cab pretty quickly. He's he's a guy on the move, and you know he's pedaling in flesh, so he kind of tries to stay active as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. But I got what I needed from the meeting, so I'll I'll head home. At that point in time, the bus comes to a slow stop. It's the same line that takes you back toward. Where did you live again? Tacoma. Toward Tacoma. Yeah. So in a, a streak of good convenience, you were able to keep eyes on the target while having a ch- quick chat with Sonny. I wait. And it's probably closer to 20 or 25 minutes before I call her back. All right, so you've at least changed bus one more time. Got an yeah. off of the out of the more rainier section of town and into a drier bus. Yeah. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Ha, got another, had another job needed wrapping up. Oh, that's fine. I understand. So I have, I'm, I need some help with making some sense of uh, a lot of information that I came across. I'm trying to get Zoe in on it too, but she hasn't called me back yet. But um, do you have maybe time to meet up this afternoon? Suddenly. suddenly uh, where? I could use a drink. Uh, someplace with decent alcohol then. 
Well, you're in the downtown area and you're heading toward Tacoma. It wouldn't take too much to swap a few buses to be heading back toward downtown. Yeah. So we can go to like one of the, I'm sure that they have, wait, where's the, uh, where's the, where's the German pub? The German thing, is that in downtown? Das Biergarten? Das, yeah, Das Biergarten. Yeah, it's in downtown. Yeah, okay. Like, we can go to the beer garden. Okay. Yeah. They have, the guy brews his own stuff. Sounds excellent. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll, that's where I'm headed. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, uh, head out to the car. The, uh, instant umbrellas, they're called auto umbrellas, mm-hmm. are kind of like the new thing. Since the rain hasn't really ended in several years now, and that's been going on. They've been a big sell and a big hit. In fact, so much that two have been left in your office. It's it's simply an umbrella that when mm-hmm. you turn, you point it up toward the sky, and it detects rain. It'll open as long as it can tell that it's not going to hit anything. Okay. It's pretty. It's magical. Well, I mean, I will adopt one of them. So your options are between one that's related to a natural museum over in Chicago. And the other one was, looks like it was for a strip club. It's got a pair of legs on it. Let's do the, the Chicago one because I, I'm pretty sure that this doesn't even make sense since nobody goes to Chicago anymore. Nobody goes to Chicago. <laughs> They've got an infestation of the bug spirits. Yes. So yeah, so that'll confuse people a little bit more than the legs even, and that would be confusing too. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the whole legs thing is, is when the umbrella's closed, it looks like the legs are on a pole. Oh, how fancy. And when the leg, when you open the umbrella, the legs, uh, they spread. Oh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. No, thank you. That's, that's not my style. <laughs> yeah, you're still trying to figure out who left it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, heading out, gonna probably drive there. Okay. So, it shouldn't take too long, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it really shouldn't be too far away if we're both in downtown, so there's that. Yeah. Maybe 20 minutes. Yes. You cut into that same section of rain that was flooding where she was just oh, nice. at. So, the problem is, when that happens, people start driving really slowly, and if the flooding lasts for too long... And then, and the, they, and then they put their hazards on. And they put their hazards oh, I on. Hate that. And then they start driving into the center of the road because it's a little higher elevated. Yeah. And, and slowly. And they, and they don't want to go into the puddles. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the bigger pickup trucks who aren't afraid and they go driving through the parking lanes and whatnots, throwing water. It's just, it's chaos. You figured after oh a good God. two years of the rain not going away, people, people would figure would out how to learn how to drive. drive. Yeah. Or invest in boats. Yeah, exactly. But. There's there's still not enough water for boats yet. Not enough. Yeah. We're going to swap over to a small communal trailer park with, uh, it's probably about five to uh, six trailer parks, a couple of older homes and whatnot uh, that are all positioned around a big central area. And a blue and white pickup truck drives pretty quickly into the section and comes to into the intersection of the circle and comes to a pretty quick stop. Enough that people in the nearby trailers and houses pay attention to it. Eagle jumps out of his truck pretty quickly, throwing on his jacket again and heading toward the trailer. Has his keys in his mouth as well as some pieces of paper. And he hustles quickly up to the house. Bangs, bangs on the door, starts pulling open and says, Han, Han. What's up? He goes... I got a call at the stuffer shack. Someone named Sonny 
She said she wants to talk to you. Is that the one you told me about? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why she called the Stubber Shack. And- she said she needs to talk to you, and it's about a job. Oh. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, you kept talking about jobs and everything. I, if this is an option to, to, you know, get some pay, I, I mean, if this is an option for you to get a job, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> and the point of the reference is he still doesn't know what you do. And he thinks when people say about jobs, he's thinking you're getting a job that works nine to five at some place where there's retirement oh, benefits. Well, no. I mean, they've been together-ish well enough to know that it's probably she's a freelancer. And so instead of doing like you know, nine to five, I think that would make more sense. We would have had a sit down talk about everything that had been going on because it would have just been a time to like come clean. Oh, going to be honest with people? Like how much honesty are we talking here? I wouldn't tell him specifically what I do. Um, but I would tell him that it's not the most legal of activities. So would you tell him to do freelance work? Yeah, I, I do. I would tell him I would do freelance work. Is that the words you would use? Freelance work? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that, and how would you describe it, uh, in its legal sense? How would you, what words would you use? <laughs> I am a procurer of information. I'm going to give him a shot at this to figure it out. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I mean, he's got a logic of two. Let's see. At least two more in intuition. So, uh, yeah, he uh, completely understands that you do freelance computer work, and that's about the length of it. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So he's excited. He's like, he comes, he comes into the door pretty quickly and saying, it was your friend, Sonny. And she, she, she said something about having a job. Okay, I will call her right now. Okay, so this is pro- probably at the point where you're not at the beer garden yet. You're you're going through the flood zones of idiot drivers. Okay, okay. <laughs> nice. And uh, Zamora is the ID. I'm assuming that would pop up on the phone. Yeah. So hey, hey, what's up? Well, I'm glad to hear your voice for once. That's nice. <laughs> it's good to hear yours too. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Put your hazards off. It's not a fucking turn signal. Oh, fucking what are you, are you driving right now? Yes, I'm driving right now. Oh, I assume the weather is terrible. It, it is. I mean, I feel like I should probably have traded in my car for a boat right now. I mean, I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like my I'm car. Sure I like I my car. Your- I like my car. It's small. I can drive on the sidewalks if I need to. <laughs> so everything's. So I, uh, I need your help uh, with tracking somebody uh, down. Okay. It's kind of a twofold thing. Okay. Here's what I got going on. You remember the that stack of papers that we picked up from the doctor's house in the arcology? Yeah. I haven't been able to make heads or tails of all this stuff, but I'm pretty sure that if we can track down who made these IDs, um, we might be able to get, find out more information on where Zufar is 
I'm going to be talking with Alan about, you know, doing some paper trail legwork, but I figure if uh, you can start taking a look at the IDs as well, that would be helpful. I can get you on a call when I, uh, when I'm with Alan so we can all talk about it together. Okay. Yeah. I will make myself available. I've just really just been puttering around the house. So which number should I call? This one. Yeah. You can, you can call this number back. Okay. I figured that you might not have signal out there. So. Nope. <laughs> so I called the stuff a shack. <laughs> the signal, signal is fantastic out here. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you a call back in probably 45 minutes or so. I don't know how long it's going to take Alan to get on, get a bus up here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. So time will pass. You drive through hectic traffic. The bus in front of you becomes a wedge of waves that if you're too far behind, the waves come crashing back toward the car and the smaller car, what you, you know, the ones, the little smart cars mm-hmm. gets hit. They begin fishtailing off to one side <laughs> as they're trying to drive in the wake of this beast. Your car is just the right size that you're fine where you're at. But if you can get close enough to that bus, you'll be doing really good. And then after a good 20 minutes of fighting, a miracle happens. One of those clunker Humvee vehicles pulls past the bus and begin making this huge wake that allows you to swarm in behind it. You, as well as the smart car, get behind the Humvee that begins going in the, the passing lane of traffic to get past the bus nice. and okay. whatnot. So it's like uh, Moses spreading the Red Sea on 45th <laughs> Street is pretty much what it ends up being. Excellent. And... Uh, he doesn't drive with his hazards on. He cuts straight into it, and you're able to get on one of the side roads that will take you deeper into downtown and away from the flooded areas. Okay. When I get there, uh, I'm probably going to order a beer and maybe a brat, because I don't remember. I didn't bring my lunch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring my lunch today, guys. <laughs> you want some paprika-covered potato chips? Yeah. How about Those some potato are delicious. salad? Yes. They have that, too? Yes, that, too. Okay. Yeah. They have a sampler with all that stuff Ooh, on it. Yep, that's it. All right. Press one for everything. Check. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DOS Beer Garden actually doesn't have that much automation, so it's actually a person you have to talk to. Oh, wow. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice little old school throwback there. Nice. I can, pra- um, I can practice my German. Yes, but they do have some NERPs or some more uh, commercialized things, like you can buy yourself a... A ger- little German hat. And, oh my god, uh, so cute. <laughs> that looks, <laughs> makes you have those round, curly colored, uh, the hair buns. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy them. They're fake earmuffs, but they're hair bun. Oh, that's earmuffs. so funny. Okay. So they got that. Let's see. So Alan will show up maybe about 20 minutes after that. Okay. I'll wave him down and, uh, get started. Whatever he's ordering and we'll get, I'll call Zoe. Okay. Just get right to business. While I'm, you know, while my mouth's full, that works too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan, are you going to purchase any food or beer? Just a beer. <laughs> Just a beer. You've had beer here before, right? You've come to the beer garden? No. No, you've never, never been here. here. Ah, well, the glasses are large. That's the best way to describe <laughs> it. So you get some beer, sit, begin discussing, you guys, and then you call Zoe. Yes. And you get nothing. Go straight to voicemail. She told me that this was really... Oh, I'm going to try calling again. Yeah, nope, still happens again. 
Did her cat turn off her phone? I know. It's like, I'll send a message okay. to her. So, you know, it's been at least 45 minutes and no message, for, no, nothing from Sonny. It has it, phone hasn't rung or anything. And all of a sudden, you get a text message. Why is my phone not working? That's messed up. Look, just because it's 2079 doesn't mean you don't have technical difficulties when you move from a, a 7G section down to a 4, 3G section, you know? Oh, right. Right. Okay. I will call her. You are in the boonies. Boonies! <laughs> the nearest telephone line to your house, telephone pole, is over two miles away. Wouldn't everything be on the internet? <laughs> like a Skype call? <laughs> There's no internet here. They they stopped bringing the buckets of internet over. Yeah. Darn. I gotta go to the store. I gotta go to the Walmart. Yeah, you gotta go to Walmart just to have to go to reception. <laughs> okay, I will call her back. Okay. So you all now pretty much at the same location. One's on phone, one's at the table. Two are at the table, sorry. So answers, what do you want to do now? Yes. So, yep, I'm going to put my uh, white noise generator on the table. Okay. Press a couple buttons, get them to say stuff, whatever. Got Done. It. Boom. We're ready. Okay, so uh, I am still working on the arson job for my employer. And I think we're getting pretty close to finding the man who hired the arsonist in the first place. And I need you guys to find out where he is. I'm pretty sure that, Zoe, you had mentioned something about trying to trace back the IDs to whoever made them. Because we have five of them, and they're probably all made by the same person, because they're really detailed. If I'm able to figure out who actually made the IDs, then we can maybe talk to them and for a good price see if they know anything Okay. about where he's going. Well, isn't ID making illegal? Of course. But there's always signatures. I know. But I'm talking about paying him. For information? Yeah. You could extort him for information. Oh. See, you're good at this. I know. <laughs> Uh, regardless, if we can find out who made these, we would be able to track down which ID is the ID that this man is actually using. So we can follow that one instead of go on a wild goose chase and get nowhere. And then he'll be gone and we'll miss our window. I can always check and see which ones have been used recently, I think. Actually... Angie has done that. Yeah. All of them are active. Yeah. All of them are doing things. Okay, so, yes, I, I actually had one of my other dikers take a look at it, at them, and they are all active all over the place. Great. So, I don't think that's really going to help in this case. And all of these IDs, um, they all have travel plans on them for different places, and they're all going to leave within 48 hours. So, that's probably the window that we have right now. His name? is uh, Zufar Al-Tahir. And these are the things that, that I need him for. He's got second-degree arson, insurance fraud, second-degree manslaughter, and he cost my employer a lot of money. So, I would like you to, in addition to find out which ID he's using, to find him and apprehend him. Okay. For this, I am willing to offer you the, a half standard for 
finding out which ID he's actually using. Uh, one standard if you can find him, and two standard if you apprehend him. This is a collective thing, not individual. So that's the pool, essentially. If Sunny's not actively holding down the p- papers, Alan's... Yeah, she's already like, yeah, she's... Alan's already going through them and using his, uh, using an intuition plus perception. Okay. We'll deal with the dice roll after the negotiations have gone through, because I'm pretty sure you don't want to do any work until you know how much money you're going to make. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, let's start well, with that. As soon as he hears that, he's going through the papers. Okay. Yeah, he, he thinks that sounds like a fair. Yeah, sounds fair. Um, this is all the paperwork we've got. Uh, yes, that's everything that we collected from his uh, residence, along with the. I'm assuming I have the passport as well. Passport and stuff. From all the, the vault. stuff from the vault. You guys kept the money. You split the money. The gun that was in there is also part of these evidence because nobody said they took it. Was the Walter PPK? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to take it. I can't. I have no use for I'm it. Pretty sure it's. I'm, I'm sure. What I'm assuming is you put everything in a security safe that requires a combination to open. Ooh. So it's a security briefcase that you have on you. I like that plan. That you've opened up, so all of it's in one location. Yes. Alan's going to take a look at the gun, put it, put it aside, and say, "Oh, he's going to read off the serial number and say, Samara, you should look this up, see if it's connected to anything, because I might be able to use it.'" To get an in with the police. With this. Sunny is going to uh, look at Alan and be like, I just want to let you know that I think this tracking is going to be a lot less dangerous for you. Yeah, a lot less hazardous for you. Um, as far as I know, he's not a physical threat. He's an accountant. And nothing that I've seen for his past records, there's no military training, there's no combat experience, just, uh, you know, Double masters in accounting, nerdy as they come. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll be taking a. Well, I'll be taking a couple weapons in any case, but uh, I'll be doing some checks on that myself. Okay, but thank you for the warning. As far as uh, using your weapons, bringing him back to me dead is not an option. You will not get paid. What to know? Zoe, you still there? You good? I'm good. Okay, you already have all the information. I sent it over to you. So, unless your signal doesn't... Let me check my email. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, you, you have received a data packet from her. Okay. It's on your cloud right now. Oh, okay. I'll pull it off the cloud and onto my deck. So, if we're finished here, I'm going to... Yeah, they I'm both agree to... that two standard sounds pretty good, so... Okay. Money's been taken care of. They have all the information. It's time for them to get to work, yep. isn't it? Yep. So I was like, so if you can get a hold of him, uh, my employer would really appreciate that. Excellent. Let me know when you made progress, and call me if you have any questions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with that, do you pay for the bill at Das Beer Garden? I do. All right. Yes. I'm pretty sure you can afford the whole sixty New Year yeah. costs for beer and platter. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You leave the case with the... Yeah, I don't uh, need it. You don't need it anymore? Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. Write down a level four security briefcase. Okay. And make sure you note down that you have a Walter PPK with a clip of ammo. Nice. Because if she's leaving that with you, she can take it off her character sheet. The gun was a a throwback, right? It didn't have smart link or anything else like that? 
That's correct. It's a very fancy throwback, too. In other words, somebody paid a decent amount of money to have the replica remade as an original instead yeah, of being... Or, or have an original restored. Or original restored. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's time to start talking about information. So we have five different IDs, piles of paperwork, travel arrangements for five, all five IDs, and gosh, know how many licenses are lined up with all these different IDs themselves. Five sins to dig through. And if you're lucky, they only lead back to one creator. Right. First, I want to look for the serial number on the gun. All right. Not a problem. She had already read it off to you, so... Right. The next thing you're going to need to do is a matrix perception. All right, so let's talk about everything going on for your computer stuff. I'm assuming at this point in time you grab up all your stuff, phone and whatnot, head back into the back room. Do you kick Cat out or are you going to keep Cat around for uh, moral support? Moral support. Because if you know you locked her outside the door, she's going to be bugging the shit out of you. Yep, that's why I'm not doing it. Causing <laughs> computer glitches, probably. Yeah. yeah, she'll call me in the middle going, are you hot simming in yes all right that's two extra dice for you to work with are you going to so grid wise you're on the island's grid and there's only so much of the matrix this grid touches so you're going to have to hop over to a different grid right so since i have access to global grids how does that work that's an extra two dice for you to work with excellent did you pay for the faster global grid or just the regular one? The faster. <laughs> I think. I'm I'm pretty sure. That costs a shit ton of money. I'm paying thirteen K altogether. No, you didn't get the you didn't get the faster one. Oh, okay, good, good. If you had, thirteen K is a little low. <laughs> I'll I'll look at it later. I ain't made of money. <laughs> well, hopefully one day you will be. Hopefully. I hope so. So you get an extra two dice for the global network because it's far-reaching and it has benefits. Matrix perception, you're going to have to look pretty far, and you're probably going to want to reach as far as you possibly can. So I do believe that was... Noise level is going to be an eight while you begin reaching as far as you can. That's the greatest noise level, so we're going to assume that you're looking as far as you possibly can, like a global search for any information. So you have okay. a noise level of eight. The noise level on the island is minimal. It's like, a z- well, we're going to say it's a zero because there is no spam. The worst spam you're going to get is from the cat or maybe one of the kids running around outside throwing emoticons at somebody else. Right. So no spam, no noise from that. Uh, your noise is going to come from distance. And we're also going to toss in another noise just because you got to go across the water. Okay. That's it. From my residence, I get... Plus one noise, or I guess out of my dice pool. And then I'm going to run virtual machine with my signal scrub. Uh huh. I'm going to change that from a zero because you're in a rural area. We're going to bump that up to a three. And because the got to go across the water, that's a one. So we're looking at right now the greatest distance that you can search being the entire globe is going to be a noise total of 12. Okay. Okay, so let's get started from that point forward. Okay, so take one from my access, so that brings it down to 11. I'll run a virtual machine with two signal scrubs, then I'll take it down four. Hot sim? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hot sim is takes it down two. Yes, global network takes it down another two. 
Okay. So I'm looking at a minus three. Yep. To my dice pool. Yep. Okay. That's actually pretty phenomenal because you have a hellacious dice pool with, uh, Kami helping out. Kuma. Kuma. Oh my. Okay. So let me see if I can run any more. There's my search stuff. I know I had stuff that can help with that's matrix damage. Matrix search is data processing, so you could run a toolbox. That gives you an extra plus one to data processing. That's true. Giving you a chance for a greater number of successes. Mm -hmm. So run toolbox, signal scrub. I know there's one more. Browser cuts the search time in half. There we go. So I'll run another virtual machine. With toolbox and browser on it? Yeah. Hope you don't piss anybody off while you're doing this, right? Yeah. Okay, so I got eight successes. And with toolbox. Uh, so I can have seven successes. Okay, great. More than enough. More than enough. Alan, what do you want to be doing? Uh, I'm doing... I'm just basically looking at these papers and seeing what shakes out. All right, intuition plus perception. Yep. Yeah. Six. Oh, wow. That's a really good roll. Yeah. Uh, your mental limit is? Six. Oh, spot on. This, it's going to take Sarah's character about three hours to come back with some information on the gun. Yep. Yeah. It's going to take you about, or one and a half hours to start digging through this information. On, so I'm pretty sure Dust Beer Garden might. We'll let you hang around, but not stay forever. So after about an hour's worth of searching, you've started sorting the piles of information into the five different identifications. Mm -hmm. And what you've been doing is going through and picking out things that don't seem to apply to any IDs. So in other yeah, words, well, I've got five piles of paperwork, no, six you have piles of paper, six piles of paperwork. And you've got a pile of paperwork, which has nothing to do with any particular ID. So it's like, what is all this stuff? So you figured out who these people are, and if you want, I can go through five different names and give you some generalized information on them. They're all men. They're all around the same age. They all have the same descript. So you know, by the way, what Zafar looks like because this picture is on every single one of the IDs. I'll know him if I see him. <laughs> exactly, because you're staring at him quite a bit. So while you're searching through this, what you've succeeded in making like this sixth pile of information. Sorting through this sixth pile of information and being asked if you want another beer, you start finding things that are related to receipts. That's what what's in this pile is things like receipts, maps of the Seattle, printed up maps of Seattle area, which seems to have driving instructions. And the reason why this is in this pile is because there's no address that seems to relate to these driving instructions and any of the addresses that seem to be listed on the pile. So you can imagine how long it's taken to sort all this stuff out. Yes. It's not, hey, this is the clue. I figured it out. No, it's this doesn't go here. This goes here. You also find that uh, there are three or four scraps of paper with phone number and then no name written with it or like a four-digit number, a napkin that has a club's name on it, club soda. It's a club. Yeah, I know, club soda, but this is a club called soda. And then it has, like, 
three numbers written on it, like five, three, two, and you're like, okay, well, this must be something. We'll put it over there because it doesn't seem to match up with anything. No mention of clubs or any of these ID paperwork. So that's what you've been doing is separating them into these six different stacks. And so now you have this, the six stack seems to be the oddball of information out at this point in time. What we're doing is role-playing through several extended tests. Now, you guys remember what an extended test is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and so what you've done is Sarah's already knocked off seven successes out of her extended test, and Robin's knocked out six. So that's pretty freaking phenomenal. I'm already sitting there going, shit, this is going to be faster than I thought. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. Game mechanics-wise, you guys are designed. We picked you to do this this part because you guys are designed to do this. So while we're like before we started all this, uh, me and Ellen should have had a short conversation about how often to check in with each other. And I'd say about every hour, hour and a half in between there, we should like either one of us try to call or you can text me or I'll call you because my service is kind of shit. Yeah. So I think, yes, Ellen would agree. She should call him. Okay. But how often? Uh, he'd probably go more of one every three hours. Cause, three hours? Okay. Yeah, three or four hours, because this stuff takes time. Yes. So right now, with Zoe's character, you've begun taking all the IDs. You've set up, you know, somehow. Uh, give a quick description of how you're doing this search, and then I'll go into details of what you found from your first activities. Okay. I guess with all the... Well, since I would focus on the the gun serial number first, I would take any information that I got with that and then put it with, you know, one of the five IDs, whichever one it was attached to. And then if it only if it takes three hours for just that, then the, uh, the check in with Alan, I would see what he would came came up with. Yes, it will take roughly around three hours for that ID to be pinned down, that gun to be pinned to one of the IDs. Okay. Yeah, so I imagine you probably got like a folder set up. You've got the IDs mm-hmm. placed in the folder, and then you're kind of like sort of separating out pictures and like because whoever did this even made pictures of this Zufar person doing stuff in some of these addresses and stuff like that. So desktop would be laid out with five folders where you can have like little pictures on the front of the folders with each ID and name. And then start separating, just drag and drop, pull everything in there. That way I can go through them one by one and see what I can find. You're finding that the IDs have really well chronologic information from addresses that this person lived at to times when they paid their water bill over a series of like several years when they moved to a different address. Every single one of them have tons of data trails relating to lots of different public access and public works. One of them has a library card and a listing of all the books they ever checked out. The one thing that you did catch is you finally get the gun information. The system that you accessed about the serial number for the gun wanted to double-check the biometrics that are listed with the gun's ID owner and the biometrics of the actual ID. So basically you were doing a gun check on somebody, like a police officer do. You'd be like, I'm a police officer. I need to make sure this gun is legitimate. And so you contacted the license department and they say, yes, it's legitimate if you can produce the correct biometrics. Holy shit, this ID has a biometrics in it. So you showed the biometrics from this ID 
to the system and it said, yes, this gun has got a legal license attached to it for this okay. individual. And then you started spreading out all the folders. Every single one of them have a biometrics that are almost perfectly similar to each other one, just slightly changed. Because biometrics do change per person, per time and period. But so there's a tolerance level. And the average tolerance level is less than 7%. And you notice each biometric is about 7% off of the other. Good Lord. It's either really great work or... <laughs> no, that's really great work. Or this is five different people who all look the exact same. And yeah. you find out another interesting piece of information. Some of the dates are overlapping. So it can't be the same person because this person can't be in two places at once. Unless some crazy crap like there's clones out there or some shit. Okay. Alright. One of the IDs does have the gun attached to it. Alan, where are you going after a period of time at the uh, beer garden? He's going to keep the paperwork in order. Uh-huh. Put it in the lockbox and take it back to his apartment. That's... No, he's going to take it to the nearest library. Oh, you're going to a library. I'm sure he's going to have to pay for a uh, private room, but he's going to. He's going to do that. We're going to assume... Oh, yep. Yeah, there's downtown library. Seattle's down, the downtown library. The central library is not too far. Great building. Nice pebble stone kind of outside covering. Multiple floors. Lots of stuff. They still retain lots of books, and nothing's been transferred electronically, but there's still that. Which idea are you saying you are when you walk in? Hey, I am. Alan. So you're saying you're Alan and you're a citizen of Seattle, so you want to get a room? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Is this a, a fake ID? Yeah. What's the level on it? It's a two. Okay, it passes. I rolled crap. Okay. He's going to go um, to a private room. Okay. It's much favorable conditions as you transcend from the beer garden and walk a few blocks to the central library. It's just like spit coming down from the, the heavens every once in a while, just a really big drop here and there. And it's warm, which makes it awkward and un unpleasant to some degree. But you arrive at the library and they have one of those overhead air drying vents that come down and blow dry some of the water off. You walk up to the front counter and the lady is a digital display and you tell her what you want you shine your ID, you punch buttons. And it's a bit of a hassle to, to get it to work. But in the end, she gives you authorization and information to a room and attaches it to your sin. Okay. You wander through the dusty halls of this big building, finding that it's occupied, but sparse. So you find that you cross maybe a dwarf and then maybe some college kids doing some research. A troll harbored in one corner reading children's books to children. Until finally you make it to the floor in which all the private study rooms are at. I'm sure I was assigned a private study room. Mm -hmm. I go in, shut the door, lock it, <laughs> and put the piles out in the order I had them at the beer garden. Okay. And uh, then I start going through the sixth pile. Okay. As you unload the rest of the piles of everything, inside the security briefcase, you notice that there's a bulge. And you know how the briefcases have those uh, sleeves where you can stick stuff into them? You notice as yes. you've opened it up and started pulling stuff out, part of that 
it, maybe you missed it beforehand, or maybe it just shifted around, but there's like a bulge hanging down. You know the gun's sitting in there, so it's not the gun, but there's like something in one of the pouches. I go and see if I can figure out how to get into that. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's just you pull the little pouch open. It's like a, a pouch in the top lid of the uh, briefcase. And I pull out what's inside it. It's a small statue of a frog. Looks like it might be a something setting on a desk, like a trinket or a token or something that somebody put on their desk to decorate it. It goes by pile six until I can figure out what's going on with it. All right, so we want... I'm going to start going through pile six since, quite frankly, I don't believe any of the stuff about the histories of any of those uh, fake sins right now. Okay. So I'm going with the stuff I'm most certain actually leads to a real person. Okay. Uh, this will be another intuition perception roll. Four successes. You begin sorting through them, taking the pile and separating it into different parts. This is uh, this bit of information. That's that bit of information. This seems more related to that. And just kind of sorting it out and organizing it in a way which you can look at all the data. Or not, I shouldn't say data, but clues. We'll call them clues because that makes more sense to your character since data involves looking at a computer and computers are the work of something terrible. The work of black, vile black magicians. Exactly. Down with all computers. Let them burn in hell. So as you're you're sorting through these and getting this sixth pile worked through, you realize that uh, uh, your phone's going off. I look at the ID. I don't know if you have Zamora's name in your phone, so... I'm pretty sure I do. Hello. Alan? Yes. Hey. And so, is everything okay on your end? Yes, uh, I've got six potential IDs and a weird statue of a frog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a hit back on the serial number for the gun, and I have also made uh, <laughs> six files on my computer with everything. So the the gun traces back to one ID in particular, which is Mario Schubert. Okay, I put the gun on file, Mario Schubert. I shall look into him after I get done with my current project. Okay, any other stuff, like, specific? Yeah, you have that frog, and you have a map that has addresses that don't relate to uh, any of the addresses you have listed in the per- current paperwork piles? I'll sa- say yes. I'll send you. I'll send you pictures. Excellent. You can just send them over to this this number. Okay. All right. You go sorting out. So now you've got the frog. You've got this map. You've got some receipts. Probably about five or six receipts. You've got travel documentations that seem to be receipts for planes. Travel and stuff like that. So you're looking at that, sorting through all the. Where is this person going? So, like, of the names, you've got different locations: France, Honolulu, Alaska, Borneo, and Singapore. Singapore. So you know you've got these five different locations in which it seems all these are going. But you're looking at some travel arrangements that are like, huh? Canceled travel arrangements to Rio de Janeiro. Okay, I wonder where that goes. So, you know, you're you're trying to figure out and piece together where all these extra bits of information go into these other five piles. Can you see where this is going to? Yes. Which would be what? Once I've eliminated 
all the places he's not going, I know where he's going. Right, right. Well, what do I mean by the sixth pile of stuff? This is the stuff that's his real mm-hmm. ID. That you assume is his real ID information. The, the ID he's currently running. Correct. So that you assume this is related to the real ID. But you found the gun, which was another piece, relates to one of those IDs. So if your idea works, that means that every single one of these pieces will attach to an ID over here. So that's where you're going from there, right? Yes. Okay. How do you want to approach this next part? I know Zoe is better with computers, so I'm going to start look, looking at Ma- the Mario pile. Okay. Since that clearly has a lot of money attached to it, because mm-hmm. I figure Alan would know this is a really high-end gun, whether it's a reproduction or a reconstruction. So follow the money. Mm-hmm. This guy has money. All right, so now you're going through Mario's information, trying to see what Mario knows. So you're going to make an intuition plus perception as you begin sorting through Mario's data. Yep. And now we hop over to Zoe for her dice roll. Okay. Is it the same thing as before? No, you have to tell me what you're looking for. Okay, I... Send, uh, we're going to assume for purposes, Alan's able to send you stuff via email, not text it to your phone because your phone right. doesn't... Yeah, it gets text messages, not pictures or phone calls coming in, only going out. Excellent. So it gets sent email, picture of a frog, and the addresses that are associated on that map. So you have two pieces to kind of work with. Okay. So addresses on the map. And then a frog. A frog. Is it like a normal frog? Like a green frog? You have no idea. What's your knowledge of uh, animals? What? How many ranks do you have in that knowledge animal skill? Zero. <laughs> What's your logic? Six. So you get five dice. You can either roll five dice and hope you get something, or you can just do a matrix perception to see if this frog comes up as something. I'll do a matrix perception because I'll have a lot more dice. All right. Five successes. Okay. As you begin doing search for this frog, this image, this statue, whatever the hell this thing is, it becomes coming back with a lot of different stuff. Lots of frogs pop up and stuff like that. And so you kind of start sorting through, trying to figure out what kind of fucking frog do we have here? What kind of dreck frog is this? And then at some sort of point, the search is narrowed down to you're looking at the statue of a South American rain frog. And you're like, oh, sweet, South American rain frog. I don't know what the hell this has to do. So you start searching through all of those files and stuff like that, looking for somebody who's has some sort of relation to South America. Right? Yeah. And uh remember it was sorry, Honolulu, Alaska, Singapore, Borneo. Borneo and France. Paris, France. I guess Borneo? Do you do you know where Borneo is? No. You don't know? Yeah, it's in Asia. No, there's no Borneo in South America. So you're like, man, okay, so this is useless. So now it's not time to work on those maps, right? Working off the same five successes you just made. You've been punching in this. And these are local addresses. And so you're like, start pumping them in, bringing them up. And the map goes from a home address to a restaurant, Loblaws, which is a type of lobster seafood place. Lob and the word law crammed together. 
So it was like, there was this dude, his name was Law, and he loved lobsters. And so he decided to make a food chain called Loblaws, which didn't succeed very well because people had issues with the name. Anyways, Loblaws is out of business these days for the most part. Red Lobster took over a lot of their stuff. Fast forward to this point in time, that's what it is. It's directions from an address to a Loblaws. In Rio? No, in Seattle. So you begin staring at that for a minute, and then you take that. What what part of that do you kind of associate with the rest of the five IDs? So you got two addresses for a Loblaws and a home address. Right. Is the home address from... Obviously, it's here in Seattle. Is it from the the place that we went to, the home address? The place that who went to? That we, uh, me and or Sunny and Odysseus went to. No, no, it's not even the same area. This address is located in uh, Everett. And is the Everett address attached to any of the IDs specifically, or is it just one that's just kind of there? After looking for a minute or two, you don't find any addresses that are associated with the Everett address, but of all the addresses, one of them is also in Everett. How close? A block away. When you look at the two maps, here's one house, there's a backyard, a fence, and another house, and the other address in question. So they share a backyard, just got to go around the block. Okay. Which one is that attached to? Robert Hernandez. Okay. All right, we're going to slide back over to Robin's character as you're sitting there looking at all this new information. So you begin sorting through Mario's ID, looking for something. Uh, so let's start off listing some of the information that you find. You find that Mario is a male. His age is appropriate for the person in question. All the pictures are correct for Zufar. It shows that he works for a company called Enviro Architectural Designs, and apparently he work, runs a weaving machine. At this place, whatever the hell that means, you've got information on him, Chevy Evanda, you know, so what information do you want to pull from Mario's ID that you think will help Alan out? Where the company he works for is located, they say it, where his home address is, or where they say it. Yeah, it says it's off Davis Avenue, 3708 Davis Avenue. And financial information. It shows that uh, there are two listed bank account informations, but not the actual bank account numbers, just accounts with these banks and how they're linked directly to this SIN. Mm-hmm. His company is uh, listed as being out of Denver, and so he must work some sort of this local shop or something. A weaving machine sounds like an actual physical thing you have to be at to work. And yet... He has the ability to get this. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't fit. Although the gun is linked to this name and information, that's an expensive weapon. Yeah. Do you want to examine the weapon any? Yeah. Checking the gun out, it has no signature equipment. It has, uh, well, I should say, it has no electronic equipment. It has signature on it. It has uh, engraved handle, detailed information, filigree on it. The ammunition is standard, though. It's nothing special or fancy. So it's not going to be useful against an armored target. This is only going to be good for an unarmored target at close range. So there's that. The gun doesn't seem to be providing any more clues. I don't know. Maybe you got something out of that. What I got from that is what confirmation of what Sonny said, that this is not a 
professional hit person or whatever. This is a more regular guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, he told me what weapon to bring if I go to pick him up. Bring the staff. Yes. At least collateral damage doesn't require a permit and least chance of killing the guy. So Mario doesn't seem to be getting you anywhere at this point in time. You got no extra clues. What do you want to try now? Because uh, I got two dice rolls out of you here written down, and so I want to make sure that we take advantage of both of them. I rolled a third one. Yeah, I see that. So we that got... was for the Mario. I got a three. Yeah, I'm looking at the four. We haven't actually role played through that one yet, so I kind of want to do that. Frog, which I gave to her. You want to look at the frog? Yeah. All right, so staring at the frog for a little while, do you have any knowledge of animals? I've got knowledge survival. Oh, we'll give that a shot. I'll, uh, you can use that, and I'll run. I've got knowledge outdoor. Go for it. Logic plus... Your survival. Five successes. You stare at it for a little while, and then, you know, you realize, you know, it's about time to call Zoe, but you got to get up and get some water. So you walk out, you're wandering through the library, and then it hits you. You walk across the way to the encyclopedias. You pull out a book and flipping through it. You put the book on the shelf. You walk down a few more. You pull out another one. You open up and thumbing through the book, and there, there's a picture of a South American rain frog. It looks exactly like the little statue. Rio de Janeiro! Like, drop the book, go back, cancel plans, but let's go through and see if we can tie this to anyone. So, picking up the plans for Rio de Janeiro, it's it's a canceled flight. As you're reading through it, you pull it up and you're going to kind of flip through it and whatnot. And you see that there was supposed to be... Baggage claims that there was going to be two bags carried on along with this Rio de Janeiro trip. And so you're looking at that and you think about it. You're like, shit, yeah. So you toss that off to one side. You flip over and you pull out another ID. And you're, you're sitting there looking through it. And you find two baggage claims. So amongst all the IDs, this one, Juan Garcia, has a listing for taking two carry-on bags. Two bags to be checked in at every flight. While the other ones don't have this. I mean, there's no chip bag check-in for the person going to Alaska, but there is for everybody else. I immediately text Zoe, Juan Garcia's. Okay. Juan Garcia. And then start going through Juan stuff. Juan Garcia's works for a place called Sherman's To-Do. And it's T-U-D-U. Sherman's To-Do. His profession is a shampooer. Okay. Yes. You've never heard of this place. You know, so there's there's the first thing you notice. Know, like, well, he's a shamp. Juan has a degree, has gone to beauty school. He has been trained. He's a skilled artisan when it comes to hair, styling, combing, brushing, facial managing, stuff like that. He also has some experience as a, a makeup tattoo artist. Age is appropriate and all pictures are appropriate too. There's even pictures in this ID of Zufar in a salon looking like he's doing someone's hair. <laughs> All right. We're going to swap back over here. It's been three hours. So now it is – it's late at night. Dinner time has come and passed and Alan is turning into a monster. <laughs> yes. So he is going to go find something to eat 
before he starts eating the paperwork. Perception plus intuition. Six successes. Oh, great roll. You memorized every possible joint on the strip before you got up here and know the distances between here and there. The rain outside has turned from just casual spit into a just a wet stuff kind of night at this point. And so it wouldn't be too bad to get up the road a great distance to grab some food. Your options are Chinese, Mexican, Japanese, as well as a steakhouse and a couple of little side sushi and soy places along the way. You could also order some delivery to the library. And there's a large selection of candy and soda machines on the first floor that you pass by. So options are at grasp. Probably choose something fairly heavy. Okay. Are you looking to leave all the paperwork at the library behind a locked door, or are you going to pack it up and take it with you? Well, he's going to pack it up and take him with take it with him. Okay. Because, because he is appropriately paranoid. You get down the stairs, you're leaving the first floor, when your three-hour alarm clock goes off, letting you know it's time to check in. I feel anything glaring at the phone as I... Alan. Yes? Checking in. Um, Juan Garcias, there were actual plans associated with him. A flight got cancelled, but there was an actual baggage check associated with that name. Okay, that's the one... Okay. He claims to be a hairdresser. Okay, excellent. Hairdresser, check. So I got a hit on the frog statue, South American rain frog. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rio. Is that the flight you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Rio flight, Juan Garcia, but he didn't go on that one, but he did have two bags checked. Do you mention about the hilarity that you found in his uh, file? Yes. I said hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, hairdresser. <laughs> so I'm going to mention the uh, Robert Hernandez that uh, and the addresses that are very very close to each other, and that there was a the address that was connected to the Loblaws. Is that the only Loblaw that is is still functioning? Most of them are out of business. Robin, as she says that, you're like Loblaws. You remember that there's a receipt amongst the pile in the sixth pile that was for a Loblaws, but didn't have any other information with it. it was paid in cash. I think we might be starting to get somewhere. Okay. (laughs) So, what was the date on that receipt? The receipt for Loblaws? Probably about three to four months ago. So it might be the only operating Loblaws in the area. Was there more than one? Receipt for Loblaws? Yes. No, just one. So maybe go check it out? If it's still functioning? Retrace this person's steps? I don't know. If it's close, it's convenient. Right now, it's almost 9 or 10 o'clock at night, so they're probably getting ready to close down. And by the time she rides the bus up there, it's probably going to be like 12. Yeah. Because right now, downtown is flooded. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep with the paperwork. I'll do legwork in the morning. Okay. Now. Then I will continue on to the next ID. <laughs> All right. To your advantage, you're nowhere near tired because your insomnia keeps your eyes wide open like uh, the guy out of Clockwork Orange. On the other hand, Alan, after eating, and you're tired. It's been a decently long day. Yeah. So you can either choose to keep up with it 
or head to bed. I think he'll probably go home, crash. Yeah, maybe crash, like eat some food, do whatever, get some sleep. I don't sleep. I don't need sleep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, do some hammer dulcimer. Chill out with some music before bedtime. Yep. All right. So turn off the three-hour notice. Mm-hmm. You do so as this point in time, you're looking at all these IDs and stuff like that. Did you want to continue on, press the issue, and go into the night being a hardcore hacker? <laughs> or did you want to call it to? I am going to take a break, like a short break, just kind of like turn everything off, separate myself from the computer for a little bit, because I don't want to get any more glitches, or which I'm sure... So then, then this is fine. This is, I'm glad I planned for this part. So as you stop, you <laughs> turn off the, the hot sim and whatnot. The world starts, uh, bleeding back into your normal vision. Your eyes open up. And of course, normally it's the, uh, your eyes, you open up. You've been looking around. The world's there. This is like a TV screen turns on and you stop for a moment. And then you see your cat, cat who's sitting at the edge of the bed glitches. <laughs> what do you want to do? Is, um, Sitting Eagle here? No, he's in the other room. You can hear him. It sounds like he's yelling at something. Okay. I'm going to get up and go, uh, see him. Okay. You stumble over toward the door, opening it up. And you hear him like, yeah, get down the field. Go, go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, babe. Oh, he stops. He immediately looks up to you and the TV mutes. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. He jumps up, hustles over towards you. Everything going okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm just taking a break. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling a little weird right now. And then I'll I'll tell him about the glitch. Because we had talked about it beforehand. And yeah. I'll just kind of say, I saw another one of them. And a uh, little bit of anxiety right now. So Okay. Uh, do, you, do you want me to massage your back? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll get, I'll get the lotion. Excellent. And okay. I'll task myself over the couch. <laughs> okay. So you unwind for the rest of the night, and um, he works his big, meaty hands into your back, scrunching it up and moving all the muscles around like they were little stiff rocks, and then turning them to soft play-doh until nice. everything's smoothed out, and you sleep pretty much perfectly on the couch with him for the rest of the night, because I'm assuming you guys don't leave there from the bed, but around 6.15 in the morning, one of your alarms go off, and even though the phone is in the other room on silent vibrate, the electrical signals make you wake up instantly. And you know oh it. You know this sensation of it. You're like, oh, my alarm's going off. And oh it's God. not the, uh, it's not a transition into, a, you know, a, a sober consciousness. It's you're awake now. Nothing you can do. Guess what? You're not going back to sleep. We're things to think about. Stuff to do. Got to find stuff. Has the cat been fed? We need food. I need to do stuff. Let's get on the internet. Thanks for listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at OriginalBoxSet.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at Patreon.com slash OriginalBoxSet 
so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to original box set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with original box set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.